Welcome to the I Am Awesome podcast, where we celebrate the extraordinary nature of being human. In Psalm 139, 14, it is written that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and it is time to truly understand the depth of that truth. Throughout our lives, we often forget our inherent awesomeness and amazing potential. But let's reclaim our birthright, for we are not accidents. We are carefully knit together in the womb, each of us made with a purpose. Life circumstances, whether it's trauma, upbringing, health challenges, or loss, may have caused us to doubt ourselves, but no longer. Join me along with my co-hosts as we embark on a journey to rediscover our true awesomeness. Together, we'll explore the depths of our potential, guided by the latest research, insights from experts, and inspiring stories of ordinary individuals who have achieved extraordinary results. In each episode, you can expect actionable insights and practical advice that you can implement immediately. We'll delve into topics such as personal growth, self-care, mindset, relationships, and much, much more. No matter where you are in your journey, this podcast will provide the tools and inspiration you need to step into your full potential. Are you ready to reclaim your birthright? Are you ready to stand confidently in your most awesome and amazing state of being? Then join us on the I Am Awesome podcast and together create the ultimate awesome human experience. Welcome back to another episode of the I Am Awesome podcast, you awesome and amazing human. I appreciate you for taking the time to be here. I look forward to this episode with you now. It's another solo cast as uh, the holidays have obviously brought on uh, challenging timeframes for schedules and all the things and lots to do. So here we are. I want to first start out by saying that I had a great Thanksgiving and I know this is the first live recording since Thanksgiving Day. I put out a podcast that I was interviewed on for uh, a caregiver's uh, podcast, and it was awesome. And I hope and pray that those of you that have listened to it uh, were able to get some value from it and, you know, another little peel back layer of the onion of my life and what I go through and what we deal with and what caregivers go through in general, too. And just be aware of that. And uh, I guess the biggest challenge I thought of during the re-listening to that myself was how we can come alongside other caregivers and observe their situation and see where we can be of help if possible. And so that's what I would encourage you from that one. If you haven't listened to it, it's the episode before this one, I believe. So go check it out. Um, Awesome stuff for the week for me has been not anything too exciting, I guess. Overall, just really coming back from the holidays and the Thanksgiving holiday or that for that matter. And it was awesome. And everybody had a great time. The food was amazing. The time together was great. We had family and we had friends who I consider once you're a friend, a friend, really a family member anyway. But uh, yeah, it was just awesome. And we got to play cornhole and again, enjoy some great conversations and good food. And it's just my absolute favorite holiday. Uh, Christmas is coming around the corner, of course. I, I I think it's cool. It's a fun season, and I love the the feel of it all. But sometimes I think just getting caught up in all that gift-giving and stuff, we can lose sight of what can be the most important piece to it, and that's getting together with people we love and, and make, creating memories, right? So just keep that in mind. Uh, I think gift giving is cool too. I'm not saying that I'm a bah humbugger on those kind of things, but anyway, um, what I wanted to do was talk today a little bit about, um, this challenge that I had to overcome. And I'm, you know, I think it's still a daily practice, but it's 
feeling, you know, demotive, demotivated by other people's success and not being in a good space to really um, cheer somebody on and be grateful and excited and happy for them when they have success. I think it's hard because we get so caught up in our own thing and we're so myopic in a way that, you know, or we unfortunately use a highlight reel because of so much social media. And I think this is always that argument where how good is social media, but how bad it can be. It's the yin and yang of it. I, uh, you know, it's both extremes, however you want to define that because, you know, if you use it right, good night. I've got so many great friendships that people I've never met that I talk to on a daily people that I have met originally because of social media and have met in person since. So, you know, it always comes down to, you can't blame the tool. You have to blame the user of the tool, right? So that's always the key. The tools are great and they're amazing and helpful. So I think it's a great thing. I just, if it's not handled well, it can be dangerous and horrible. And that is where it comes into this idea of other people's success. We see highlight reels sometimes. And I think the onus is on me and you. If you're sharing on social media, I don't I don't think airing dirty laundry out there and becoming a, a drama king or queen, if you will, and just sharing everything like it's a diary is necessarily the smart way to go. I do believe it's important to share the fact that you struggle and, you know, it's not all rainbows, puppies, and, you know, <laughs> all the, all the happy things there, there's some challenges. And I try to share that because our, we, I'm a special needs parent and it's grinding and it's hard, but I don't let it become like this, you know, your presentation all the time on my my channels. I definitely try to balance it, but I think staying positive is huge. Being grateful is huge and having empathy, as I discussed on the one earlier podcast, like those three things, I'm trying to make those more my default. So when you're feeling demotivated by others' success, I think it's a sadly all too common an experience that can be influenced by many factors. Like we just talked about social media being one. We need to remember that Everyone has their own unique individual journey and the timeline for success. Let that sink in. Also, it is absolutely paramount that you understand what may be a new concept. There is no finish line on the road to your success. It is the infinite game we decide to play. So in true nursing style, I being the nurse, <laughs> let, let, I want to do an assessment here essentially in the following things and help um, figure out a few possible reasons why we might be feeling demotivated. And these will all be in the show notes too, as far as like the points that I'm going to bring out. Uh, I'm limited by character space, so I don't know if I'll get everything in there, but I will try to at least get the highlighted pieces for you. Before I go into those, those lists, I want to read this uh, really cool little uh, I don't know, I don't even know if it's quotes, whatever you want to call it, something I found, um, it's an infographic, and it says, I am proud of you. You're fighting battles no one knows about, confronting generational trauma, figuring out your direction, trying to show up authentically, and building healthier relationships, all the while 
you're working toward your dreams, even through the struggle of sleepless nights. Life is far from easy, but here you are walking toward a brighter future for yourself and your loved ones, despite the obstacles that weigh you down. And I thought that would be a really cool way to kind of lead into all this because it, to me, expresses two, you know, two aspects of it. It's showing the biggest one to me. It highlights the fact that everyone struggles, man. Um, I think I shared it a few episodes back about the when it was part of the awesome thing of the week when I went to that celebrity golf tournament and I got to talk to several of the celebrity families and and it was all based around epilepsy. You know, and like I, I said, they in that podcast, the reality is they're in a bigger stage that they get to play on. They're more obviously visible. And yes, they've got great success. It had to come at a cost. It always does. They worked hard for that. How long? I don't know. But at the end of the day, they're no different than you or I. They put their pants on one leg at a time and they struggle with things as well. They probably wake up certain mornings not feeling like they want to get out of bed too, right? So I just want us to be reminded that it's not, we're not the only one. Sometimes it feels like it. I know. Uh, been there, done that, got the t shirt. So I understand. But just, I think, taken away from this, that, you know, be proud of you as well for all that you're going through and still fighting to be the best, amazing, awesome human that you can be. And that understand others are doing the same thing and they're fighting just as we are through many challenges in life. That's kind of what I want to take away from that little infographic realistically. And just know that we have to keep working hard uh, despite it all. And we're going to have bad days and that's okay. It doesn't make us flawed. It doesn't make us less than we should. And when we are, don't go on the social media channels looking for you know, I don't know, comparison stuff. Like, just don't, don't do it. It's dangerous. If anything, I would say stay away a little bit more and, and just go do some time away and get yourself regrounded and centered and realize, you know, where you're at. Be, be doing things that make you grateful, like it's taking stock, right. And writing things down and do a gratitude moment or two and, and just get back to you and realize, like we just said, there is no finish line on the road to your success. So that starts the first one. Number one will be unrealistic comparisons. If you're comparing yourself to others without considering your own individual circumstance, that's a huge red flag. Comparing where you are to someone else and their highlight reel, like I've said, another red flag for you. Each person's path is different and success is subjective. Their desired outcomes are not the same as yours, period. Need say no more. That is it. So they're in, they're, they have to, they're assessing on their own terms everything for their own journey. And no two journeys are the same. There's a lot of similarities, yes. And you could have similar goals, yes. But how you get there, man, it's all different. So just lock in strap up, go to work for your thing and realize, I think one of the things that I want to keep bringing it back to, there's no finish line. The finish line is when you're dead. And I think that's probably the one, I don't know how to even say it. Like the worst thing that we could have ever used as a measuring stick is some finish line for this journey called life. 
doesn't exist. It's it's the carrot on the end of the stick that the you know you see in a lot of those stories of the uh, dogs chasing it, right? And and it's the it's the proverbial lie that we've been all sold that there's some level of finish when we get to said end point, but that's not the case. It can't be because everybody I've read stories of and heard of once they level, let's say I wanted to make a thousand dollars. Once they make the thousand, then they go, gosh, I would like to make a hundred thousand. Then it's a million. Then it's a billion. Then it's a trillion. It's never satisfied. That's the point. And I'm just using the money as an example, obviously, but you know, from success, but it, money may not be your success. Success might be anything else. It could be just, you know, getting the the home that you were always wanting or the living in the state you wanted to be or the career you were desiring. I don't know, right? Anything, fill in the blank. But there's no finish line. It's a journey. So that's why I, I get rid of goals because they just have this goalpost mentality that gets set up. And, and then we just kind of trug along and then we hit that goal goal line and and then we think it's over but then i don't know i feel like it's for me a lot of times when i've had that mentality i've had that disappointment like i've been one i can say for example for me i i was a worship pastor back in my 20s and i got to what i thought was the pinnacle of being the worship leader at a church and it was awesome for a minute and then i looked around and i realized my family's not even coming in like what is this for and then it wasn't as awesome as I thought it was. And sadly at that point, you know, I was so focused on what I wanted to accomplish out of it that I didn't realize what was the purpose of it? What was the real deal? Like, yeah, I'm not saying it was all selfish. I'm I just realized like looking back at the immaturity and some of that, like, darn it, I wish I would have appreciated the journey way more. And now that I'm more, you know, mature, I've figured out, like, I want to fall in love with the things I'm doing versus, fall in love with the thing I'm obtaining, if that makes sense. So stop comparing. Each person's path is different. And this, and suggest, and again, success is subjective. So that's why it's so individualized because somebody else's success point is not yours. And that's where the challenge comes in. Cause you, it's kind of, I think a good way to really sum this first point up in comparison partly is realize it like a recipe. You know, when you're putting a recipe together, if you've got a chocolate cake recipe, you're not going to make, you know, cheeseburger casserole. I'm sorry. Like, it's just, it's asinine to think that you're going to accomplish an end goal with the wrong set of ingredients and, and instructions. Like, that's how different this can be. So create your own recipe and follow it and you'll have the success you want. I think fear of failure is number two is the other one. When we see others succeed, it may trigger in our own fears and insecurities about not measuring up or not achieving your desired level of success. This fear can dampen your motivation and create self-doubt, 100%. And, you know, this might be where you have to dig in deep from way things were when you were raised, right? As a young lad, I'm just saying, it thought a lot of that kind of fear of failure might have been how you were raised or expectations that were sadly unrealistic and not supported in your own journey and seeing you as an individual, uh, you know, going through your early days in life with parents or mentors or whoever raised you. Right. So you may have to dig into that one and, and, and unpack some things and, you know, get a counselor or whatever it takes, because that, that can be huge. And, you know, just self doubt is a really tough mountain to climb. And I think it's important to follow through with somebody who can get you out of that hole. 
Um, the other one, number three, is lack of clarity. If you're unsure about your own goals and aspirations, witnessing others achieve theirs can remind you of your own uncertainty. Take the time to reflect on what you truly what truly motivates you and set clear objectives to regain that focus. And again, that's where it's take time to get you got to get to know you better. That's all I can say. And that's hard. Sometimes we don't want to do that because that's a very scary place to go. But again, surrounding yourself with people that can help you do it is is probably a big deal that I would look into or lean on. Uh, number four, external validation. If you rely heavily on external validation, then witnessing others' success may make you question your own worth or accomplishments. It's important to develop self-confidence and find intrinsic motivation by focusing on your own progress and growth. Again, eyes on your own paper, taking your own test in life. Don't be cheating. Don't be looking around. That's as soon as you put your head up, that's when it gets ugly. You know, especially if you're copying off somebody's paper who's got it wrong, right? <laughs> Not good. Number five, limited perspective. Remember that success is not an infinite resource. Others' achievements can serve as inspiration and learning opportunities rather than sources of demotivation. You have to shift your mindset to one of abundance, celebrating the success of others while recognizing your own potential. And it's important to address these feelings of demotivation and reframe them positively. You got to focus on your own progress, that realistic expectations. Managing expectations is huge, like outcomes. I have stopped focusing on the outcome and really just focused on the process and the program that I'm in and that I'm going to follow. And so um, when you embrace the opportunity to learn from others and use their success as inspiration rather than a source of discouragement, that's what will happen. Using the success of others as a source of inspiration rather than the discouragement requires you to shift your mindset and adopt certain strategies. Here are some approaches to help you embrace others' success positively. Let's go. So number one, we're going to reframe that comparison. Instead of viewing others' success as measure of your own inadequacy, reframe it as a proof that success is possible. Recognize that their achievements are a result of their unique circumstances. We covered that. Efforts and journey, which may be different from your own. It will be. I don't think it may be. I think it will be. Use their success as evidence that your goals are attainable with dedication and hard work. So again, don't compare. Look at them and go, okay, they did it. Then I know I can too. Absolutely. That, that is what's cool. And there is a, a book. I think it's a book out, but there was a, a time frame in there where nobody thought the breaking the four-minute mark for a mile run was possible until somebody did it and then then and then a lot of people did it so that is a great example everybody thought it was impossible can't do it can't do it can't do it somebody did it and everybody thought well if he can do it i can do it exactly so there you go then you need to seek inspiration number two not comparison seek inspiration not comparison instead of focusing on solely on comparing yourself to others Seek inspiration from their achievements. Look for aspects that resonate with you, such as their determination, their resilience, or innovative ideas. Use the inspiring qualities to fuel your own motivation and growth. I don't think there's much more to say there. That is perfect. Three, you got to learn from success. 
Number three, learn from success. View others' success as an opportunity to learn and gain insights. Analyze their strategies, approaches, and mindset that contributed to their achievements. Identify specific actions or habits that you can incorporate into your own journey. Remember, success leaves clues. I love that one. That's one of my favorites. It, that's exactly right. When people are successful, I've been saying successful long. I don't know if I can mouth it right. <laughs> when others are successful, there's clues. There's there's little breadcrumbs. There's little indicators, there's little earmarks of things. If you want to get smart with your time, study it. Not have that poor me and uh, look at their, you know, like that's the cool part. You can learn. So make it a study. They People put out books all the time about their, their success journeys. Grab that highlighter and let's go. Number four, cultivate a supportive network. You got to surround yourself with like-minded individuals who are supportive and encouraging. Engage with the communities, groups, or mentors who share similar aspirations. Sharing experiences and learning from others' journeys can provide valuable guidance and motivation. You are who you hang out with. You are who you listen to. You are who you surround yourself with. So it's super important that you're picky. It's okay to be. Don't um, don't feel bad about that. You've gotta you've gotta mitigate and put boundaries up around people to help you achieve a an, a certain level of success that you're looking for. Period. Number five: set personal goals and milestones. Again, I'm not a big goals guy, but I get it, so I'm going to use it as an example here. You need to shift your focus inward by setting meaningful and achievable goals for yourself. Break down your larger goals into smaller milestones and celebrate your own progress along the way. By focusing on your own growth and progress, you reduce the need for a constant comparison with others. So in the in the framework of what we're discussing, you know, setting those little milestones and goals, I guess, I'd probably term use the term milestone more for me because I just I don't really like goals anymore. I think it's more about marrying the process and divorcing the outcomes. And so if I know I've got a good process that in program I've put together that I'm following every day, I feel like the end goals are going to take care of themselves and I don't have to be as focused on it. But I think it's cool to have these little earmarks and milestones along the way that says I'm on I'm on the path. Okay, that confirms it for me. It's sweet. And that's okay. So that's more like taking an assessment and that's also reviewing what you're, where you're at in your process and progress to know if it's working or not to make adjustments and micro. And I say micro adjustments in most cases, try not, you should really know well enough how well you're, you plan things out to execute this plan. It shouldn't be so grossly off course that you're recreating it every time. That's, that's a problem. And I think you need to go back a few steps and figure it out. Number six. Practice gratitude and self-reflection. You need to cultivate a sense of gratitude for what you have achieved so far and opportunities available to you. Absolutely. Celebrate it. Be grateful, thankful. Pat yourself on the back. You, you got that for sure. Reflect on your own strengths and accomplishments and growth. Celebrating your own successes will help build confidence and a positive mindset. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Remember, success is not a zero-sum game. Embrace the success of others as evidence of what is possible and use it to fuel your own motivation and growth and pursue in the pursuit of your own unique goals. 
Focus on your own journey, learn from others, and celebrate both their successes and your own progress along the way. Absolutely. Removing yourself from social media platforms can contribute to the discouraging feelings and can be a wise decision if they are consistently impacting your well-being and motivation. So let's talk about a little bit about the social media aspect. It's okay to remove yourself from social media platforms that contribute, especially to any discouraging feelings, and can be a wise decision if they are consistently impacting your well-being and motivation. So let's talk about a few things to consider to help you make that decision. Number one, identify the impact. Reflect on how these social media platforms make you feel. Are you frequently comparing yourself to others? Do you find yourself constantly scrolling through others' highlight reels? If the negative emotions outweigh the positives, it may be beneficial to take a break. And I, and I wanted to touch on this piece as I close it out because I think there's so much pressure and you in the fear of missing out and the pre, the peer pressure, the the fact that I, let's be honest, everywhere you go for food and drink and hang out in any public space where you're witnessing a lot of people. What's in their hand, man? That device. They're constantly searching it. So I get the pressure. There's a lot of sharing that's going on. People are talking about things that are on the social media channels. And gosh, if I don't have mine and I'm not in the know, I, I'm going to be lost and don't know. Yeah, it's all very real. I get all of that. But if it's impacting you in this negative way, it's really okay. I took over a year off and I felt awesome. But I have things like this, like a podcast, and I want to make a difference in the world and leave an impact. And I just realized the tool's not the problem. It's how I'm handling and how I'm accepting it all that was the big deal. So I had I I got perspective by getting away. And uh, you know, again, there's still days I wish that I didn't have to. And I choose not to sometimes. And I, I break the rules. I don't care. People like say, well, you got to be in your stories. Don't let them go, you know, dormant for a whole 24 hour period. Oh, no. You know what? I don't know. Whatever it does, it's going to do. But I need to be OK with my situation. And that's going to be my mental health and my my attitude and, and all those things. I want it to be positive. I want to be grateful and I want to be empathetic. And if I'm sitting here you know, piss and vinegar, so to speak, and mad at everything and getting angry at people and feeling jealous and envy and all those negative emotions, it's time to shut her down. So feel okay with doing that. Just again, assess that impact on you. And if you think it's causing more negative than positive, take a break. And I just said it already, but number two is prioritizing that mental health. Your mental well-being should be a high top priority, almost number one. If social media is consistently causing you to feel discouraged, envious, or inadequate, it's important to protect your mental health. Take a break. It can provide a much-needed respite and allow you to refocus on your goals, your aspirations, your progress, your process, all those things. Number three, you need to set boundaries. If completely removing yourself from social media feels drastic, which is what we were kind of talking about, consider setting boundaries instead. Limit your time spent on these platforms and curate your feed by following accounts that inspire and motivate you and unfollow or mute accounts that consistently trigger negative emotions. That is an awesome tool. And I have been very intentional uh, as of late with that as well. Anything I go, oh, I love that. I heart it right away. 
I or I like it or I comment or both, all of it, just some way to acknowledge like, yeah, feed me more of that cool stuff. And that can be huge. And I know like our core person, <laughs> our innate default, if you will, that we're born with is drama. And, and we just, we get intrigued. Like think about whenever there's a car accident or some kind of emergency and the lights and sirens all show up and the ambulance is there. How many concerned onlookers do you see? Like it, it, people pour out of their homes like cockroaches after dark. You know what I mean? It, it's just... And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just using it as a good visual to say we're drawn to that. So it's easy to get caught up in that. And then we can rationalize it all easily. Well, I was just concerned. I wanted to know what's going on. Da, 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 da. Fine. Yeah. And, and, and all that's innocent initially, but if it becomes your modus operandi, you know, like your daily MO, if you will, like, hello, that ain't going to work. So you need to be careful and set those boundaries. And again, set the algorithms up so that they're feeding you the things that are going to make you motivated to be successful. Number four, seek alternative inspiration. Look for alternative sources of inspiration outside of social media. Engage in activities that energize and motivate you, such as reading books. Hello, I was just going to highlight that one big time. Like reading books is huge. <clears throat> Number four, seek alternative inspiration. Let's look outside for alternative source of our inspiration away from social media. Engaging in activities that energize and motivate you, such as reading books, attending seminars or workshops, joining local networking groups, or seeking guidance from mentors. These avenues can provide fresh perspectives and inspiration. A hundred percent. I love that. So if, if you can make social media a smaller percentage than the rest of your daily habits or in the week, man, you're winning in my opinion. And I've, I've experienced that more lately now than ever. And I love it because I think the so social media should be done with an intentional purpose, have a goal in mind, have a set plan and then get in there. Yes. I'm guilty of going down the scroll hole. Um, I think it just happens occasionally, but the sooner you recognize it, that's the win. And then stack more of that recognizing it when you're getting lost in scrolling. That's going to be huge. And, and, you know, get together with people. There's an energy exchange that cannot be replicated or replaced by any of the social media. And I think sometimes that can be the danger in general, in, in the bigger picture rather. And that is not getting us together human to human. I mean, if you look back at the whole six feet apart during the pandemic stuff, there's a big deal to that. There's a, there's, there's been science to prove it. Like outside of that, the energy is not connecting. We need to be inside of that, that distance, so to speak, and really feel each other. And that really does a lot for our mental health and our human health and just overall feel good. We're social creatures. We like the fellowship. We'd like to get together. You know, so be intentional, set that, set those things up. Yes. A getting a seminar done like on next month at the end of the month, I'm going to hang with my best friends at a concert from a band called Mr. Big that we loved in the eighties. They're still around They're This is their last tour. So we're going to meet in Nashville and hang out, have good food, good conversation, lots of laughs and watch a show together. So do things like that. Make those a priority over the social media. Let it, let, let social media be a part of what you do, but not everything you do. I think that 
that is the danger and where I think probably the social media um, owners, if you will, those pushing it and those in charge of it, that is all they would desire is that you have such the dopamine hit from it all that you just lose sight of anything else in reality. And that's what we got to fight against truly. And number five, remember, experiment and observe. Consider taking a temporary break from the platforms that contribute to discouragement and observe how it impacts your well-being and motivation. You can reassess your feelings and productivity during this break and determine if it's a positive change for you. So that's a good way to wrap this all up. If you take the time to go away, be sure that you're really paying attention. Really note how you're feeling, what you're thinking, how you're thinking. If you're feeling like you're struggling like an addict, that's a great sign to you that, hey, I need to let this be away from me for a bit more until I don't have that feeling anymore because that is dangerous to me. Be in control. Be the one holding the tool, not let the tool take control of you, right? Um, and remember, the decision to remove yourself from social media platforms is personal. It's essential to find what works best for you. If social media negatively affects your mental well-being and motivation, taking a break or setting boundaries can be a pro proactive step towards creating a healthier and more positive environment for personal growth. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it could be said any better than that. And uh, I would encourage you to experiment with these things. Try these things out. I did write these down, and so if it sounded like I was reading a little bit in there, I, I was because I didn't want to lose um, the focus and, and stay on point with this uh, so that you would get the, the value from the time that I put into it, if that makes sense. So let me know, um, you know, hit me up on an email um, uh, in the show notes. The email is there. Also, the Facebook page. I'd love to know what your experience has been if you've done a, a let's say a detox from social media in the past or you're going to and while you're doing it let me know i want to know how it goes uh, i think it's the number one priority probably to fixing all of these challenges that we're facing when it comes to feeling demotivated by other people's success because social media mostly and we're seeing their highlight reels we're not being honest as social media posting, you know, people that post on there about what we're doing, we need to balance that a little more with more pull, uh, peel back the curtain and, and let people in on the, the raw and real stuff that goes on and tell the story more. You know, it doesn't have to be in the moment, but once, once you've kind of gotten through the challenge, maybe recap it and, and summarize it and, and make it fresh on your stories with people reminding aspects reminding people of the aspects that you went through and parts of it that weren't all awesome and exciting and highlight reel worthy just to balance it not to go into this deep dark hole of depression or poor me and all this stuff right just just so that people don't miss the fact that you struggled as well so that's my charge to us to post is to share more real those of us that are consuming and enjoying it and trying to find inspiration and passion and find our way and what we want to do and how we want to show up bigger in the world, please do it with intention. And if you feel like you can't get a grasp on it and you're just all over the place and you're up and down, then take a break, do a little detox digitally, you know, and, and start as easy as just one day and then and, and note how you feel, see how it goes. If you feel like, 
one day is not enough, then make it two and then make it five and then seven and then maybe a month, maybe like me, it was a whole year. I don't know. But you got to figure out for you so that you're going to show up with your best self and make a, a difference and an impact and know that when you are watching other people's success reels or you're watching other people's journey, you are healthy with your own view of your journey that it's just looking for clues of success from them and looking at things they're doing. So in other words, I think if you could get away, get perspective, get yourself set up, then the best way to come back to social media is to inspire other people and investigate what other people are doing to be successful and making the impact that you want to make in a similar space that you're trying to accomplish. I think if you can, sum, I could just sum it up that way. If you can do that, that's a win to me. And so I thank you for your time and attention. It was awesome to meet again. We will see you next week. I also want to say that I do have uh, Lisa coming back on the, for a part two coming up soon for the her uh, follow-up to the first podcast it was so good and so well done that we got a lot of feedback and a lot of more a lot more questions from people so we're going to bring out a part two which is i'm excited about so look forward to that and uh, until we see you again go be what you already are awesome hey there you awesome amazing human before you go did you love this episode of the i'm awesome podcast great head over to iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to us on and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. We read every single one of your reviews. Thank you. And to connect further with us, please be sure to head over to our Facebook page. Until next time, go and be what you know you already are. Awesome.